Hey everybody, I'm Garrett McGee. And I'm James DeSantis. And we are today's Men of the Hour. Now in today's time, there is certainly a job that exists for just about everything, and that includes boutique landscaping for your backyard. Garrett, James, and I are diving into a candid conversation about all the benefits that come along with taking great care of your home, and how these two guys knew exactly what they wanted when they started their manscaping careers. I got to start with the loaded question of the year as to how the both of you are doing and how you've been handling the year of 2020. Uh, mixed reviews. <laughs> um, I mean, we, we, we were together a lot this summer because we were promoting our show. I was in New York for most of the summer, so that was good. But we didn't see each other for like five months, probably, something like that, which I think is the longest we've ever gone probably as in our friendship. Um, they, I mean, I would say for about three of those months, we didn't see anyone. Yeah, true. <laughs> but, yeah, I was gonna say that's what it is, right? Like five months, six months, we're like almost six months into, you know, this worldwide pandemics that everybody's going through now. And at this point, I mean, you guys have been doing so much work for Bravo and, and the show that you guys, uh, which I love, but to take your career that you both have been doing and to do it for so long and go through production and then boom, this pandemic had happened. So once, once everything kind of hit in March, what have you guys been up to, um, you know, from now until then? Oh my God, so much. I feel like it was I, at the beginning of the year, which I feel like I can't even remember that part anymore. And then COVID happened in March, then it was like pause everything yeah and i'm not a very good stay inside person it's just like not who i am so i started doing a lot of gardening in mel's backyard which is basically our other business partner who um where the business started pretty much i was doing a lot of gardening back there trying to do things that were safe social distancing where i wasn't around people and slowly as things have opened up we've started working a lot more but like everything around the tv show has been so different than what it was for season one you know it's like last year we were like ringing in the nasdaq bell and in, in, in times square yeah and this year we've been like doing this a lot of <laughs> a lot of Zoom interviews from our living room i mean yeah i mean we typically be like in a studio with you right now so obviously that's changed but i think people are used to the zoom by now aren't they because we're all coming from our own homes now, which is kind of nice. But at the same time, it's like, I feel like it's two of the extremes. Either you get a really professional studio to do these types of interviews, or you get you guys chilling in your house. So we get a little bit of an inside look as to where you guys are living and how you're no living. Pants on. <laughs> I'll say the same. No. <laughs> so I'm fine with, with this. Like, this is great. Um, Totally fine. I think it's allowed for a lot of flexibility too, but uh, let, let's reel it back really quickly. So I know it was a year ago, Garrett, but I got to say congratulations on the engagement. You were just now, around the time that we're doing this interview, able to announce and publish the photos out uh, that you and Andrew had been, a, you, you're engaged and this is a year down the road, but essentially this is like a lifelong commitment. So no matter when you make the announcement, it's still a pretty big deal. I can't believe it was a year later after you'd started producing with uh, Backyard Envy. I know, it's, it's really crazy because we, we were shooting up until September of last year and I proposed in August 
and everyone from Bravo was like, you got to keep it quiet. You got to keep it hush hush. <laughs> and I was like, okay, so we can't tell anyone. And then they were like, well, as long as you don't release the photos from the TV show of the actual proposal, we can talk about it. So they released it to, to People Magazine and we were able to tell all our friends and everything. But since then, we basically had to keep it kind of quiet on social media. So now one year later, now that the finale is finally aired, we're able to talk about it a lot more. No, that's great. Congratulations again. But for the both of you, got to ask when you're when you're dealing with the reality show world, and when you consider the little time that you even have to consider bringing someone intimate into your life, where has dating kind of sat in both of your worlds? And and James, we'll start with you now. But when you think about dating and bringing someone intimate into your life, but also having this like whole business behind boutique landscaping, and now you have the whole Bravo show. You know, where does that person then fit into your life and your schedule? So my last relationship, we actually filmed a lot in season two. And then we broke up and Bravo actually decided to cut him out, which was great. Um, So I don't have to relive that relationship, uh, which is really funny. Uh, But it's kind of weird because the way it's like edited, I see like, like there's, there's sort of, these storylines that existed with him in it and they used them anyway it's just getting too deep into the show but it made it kind of weird but I'm happy in the long run because now I'm in I've been with someone for almost a year in LA Um, and you know if we have a third season he's like I get it like you're on TV I know that I'll probably have to be on it um and he's fine don't you wish we could do that in real life (laughs) what don't you wish we could do that in real life just edit them out. <laughs> yeah, just edit them out. I know, right? I'm like, oh my god. No, it was great because, but then I saw him for like one quick second in the finale, and I was like, oh, that was weird. Um, but yeah, yeah, he was in it for like once. My ex boyfriend, but my new boyfriend is well, not new. It's been a year. He's um, he's on board and he's he's down. Is that does that answer your question? Totally does, because you just let us know that the person that you date can then come into your professional life as a, you know, this now reality star, really. You you guys, Backyard Envy is doing so well on Bravo, and essentially you guys have to bring your personal lives to the table when you start producing the content, you know, and as long as the person's on board, right? I'm sure Andrew's on board too, right, Garrett? I mean, he was forced to be on board. No. <laughs> no. He's been very, very supportive. It's, it has been challenging and it's something we even talked about on the TV show that it's, it's, it's very hard to juggle having a business, mm-hmm. uh, having two friends as your business partners and having a boyfriend, well now fiance, and trying to just balance that life is very difficult because, you know, it's, James knows, it's like we're, we've been married for like, six years already mm. so like so having andrew <laughs> so andrew sometimes it's like i have to i really have to dedicate time to make sure that our relationship is good and then adding the tv show to our relationship was just a whole nother thing so um yeah and it, and it was also really different because season two season one we didn't have so much of our personal lives part of the show now in season two, there's so much more of our personal life. And the idea of proposing to my boyfriend, if you had asked me to do that a year or two years ago, I would have said, no way. And then somehow it felt, it felt right. 
last yeah. summer. I was like, okay, let's do it. So now watching it back, I'm glad we did it because it we'll have that now forever to watch. And but it was it was strange. It was very strange mm. to watch it back on TV. I would say too, when you work in show business, that's a lot of what it entails is you have to bring your personal life to the table, like I'd said, or it, it, you have to adjust accordingly. And I'm right. sure that both of you had to do that with your relationships, but now more on you individually though, James and Garrett, uh, for each of you now, when you think of the, I mean, we, we see this as fans of the show and as fans of both of you, which I am, something that I madly respect about the both of you is that you always have brought throughout both seasons, I'm sure, and then going forward, hopefully more seasons to come with the show and then beyond with your business. When you bring your authentic and your vulnerable self to a show like this and people can then see that, you know, that's something that is very difficult to do, especially in, in the world of entertainment, let alone regular life. So people who might be struggling with that, what would you say to them? Whether they're fans or not of the show, anybody who might be struggling with, you know, becoming and growing into this vulnerable, authentic self of who they are deep down, whether or not they're in front of a camera or not, what would you guys say to that? James, we'll start with you. Um, okay, well, this personally, I've been having a very difficult time this season, actually. Um, and even watching it back, I, I, was not, I was not in a great place last summer. I was very, you know, sort of undecided with what I wanted to do with my life. And I let that all like hang out on television. And sometimes I think a little bit too much. Like I've gotten, you know, some people have been a little nasty with comments and like, oh, you seem so miserable. You were so fun before. And it's like, well, this is a reality show. And it was yeah. tracking my reality at that time. It may have been one or two bad days but it's like magnified over like three episodes. And um, we also leaned into it because, you know, we did know that we were opening this LA office and it was something that I really wanted to do. And, you know, we, we really amped it up a little bit on the cameras. So, but it was hard to watch because it really was reality. So mm. um, I would say um, to answer the question though, um, you know, it, it, I don't regret being that way. Like, I don't regret that I actually showed my true self and what I was actually feeling because it brought me to where I am today. Like I'm living in LA. We have a, a successful office opened here. I'm much happier. We're doing a great job. Like with LA, New York, I found the person I'm really meant to be with and like in love with out here. And it was only because I literally was like, I'm not happy in New York <clears throat> and I'm not happy with what we're, what, with this version of what I'm doing here and I need to change it, even though it was, you know, I didn't leave the show, I didn't leave the business, but it was just changing the reality for me. Um, and uh, that was, it was hard to do. So I've been facing that a little bit, sort of reliving it and people seeing it. And uh, it's been, it's been interesting, but I've had great partners that are like, yeah, if you want to do that, you can do that. We'll always make this work. And then, a global pandemic happened and we all had to be separated anyway. So. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I mean, being in front of the camera, it is, it's, it's strange. And us having this reality show platform, it's like, it's, it's almost weirdly like forcing you into some sort of therapy. Like I didn't realize how I'm really not very confrontational and the producers 
would push me really hard. They would say like, you haven't resolved that issue. You need to make sure that you go back and you talk to that person, say exactly what you're thinking. And <laughs> like really, like really pushed me to do things out of my comfort zone. Yeah. And I've, you know, I've taken things from that that I think are really good. And also, um, yeah, like I've just found that sometimes the more that you think that you're, the more that I get in my head that I'm like, oh, I'm, doing something that's really funny or I'm like, I'm going to do this for the camera. And then I realized when I watch it back that none of that was used. It's all the stuff that you never thought that anyone was paying attention to. Those are the parts that use. So it just shows in the end, it's like, don't try to like perform, just be yourself because in the end, that's what they're going to use is the stuff that you never thought was part of your character performance. Mm. Meanwhile, they're non-confrontational and I, and too confrontational. <laughs> it's like, but that's why I think it's lasted as long as it has between the two of you as business partners, right? Like you have to have the extreme of one and then the extreme of the other in order to actually have the balance. Some people think, and the two of you can can argue this with me all you want. It, some people think it's 50-50. Sometimes it's 100-100. <laughs> true, true. But you know what? Garrett's confrontation and his attitude gets cut out of the show. Somehow. <laughs> no, it's God. They edit oh, him no. into this, like, perfect person. I'm like, <laughs> in the last episode, though, he, like, had a little moment. I was like, oh, thank God it's not me I again. Oh. <laughs> it was like, oh, I can't handle another week of this. Well, also, it's, it's <laughs> I feel like not on the TV show, like, just in normal life, it works great, our relationship, because mm. there will be times that I'm like, James, this client, I can't, I can't do it. I'm like, I'm gonna freak out and be like, they're like, I got you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell no, them. Don't like, do that to me every day. Because <laughs> that's, that, that's what happens in a work relationship. I feel like you have to have the other person balance you out so well enough to where you guys can just lean on each other and kind of do the seesaw effect of like, I'm struggling, okay, but I got you. You know, and then I, I, I'm pissed off, all right, but I'm gonna make you mellow. And I'm going to make you feel a little happy again. And that's something that we've seen throughout the show with the two of you and Mel, of course. But it's like, that's something I, I love the fact that the both of you bring up how realistic you are in the reality show, because that's not something that we see often in not only a Bravo show, but a lot of reality show now, shows nowadays are very played up and very produced heavily on the drama, whereas the two of you are starting to find that as you're producing the show, it's almost along the way that you're finding a little bit more about yourself and where your struggles might have been and where you're being a little bit more vulnerable. So where can you kind of tell us how that journey is discovered throughout the show? You know, especially because lenses are on you all day. I don't ever want to do that. I have one little lens right here, and that's all I need. But the two of you have, like, a whole production staff and all these people just constantly telling you what to say and what to do. But then aren't you really kind of living the reality of what you guys get to do as, as boutique um, landscapers throughout the whole show, too? Yeah, I mean, they do very little producing with us. I mean, as far as what Garrett was saying about he had a confrontation that wasn't resolved, it was about an employee um, and I ended up having to have the confrontation on camera. Oh, Jim, um, did a great job. <laughs> yeah. Um, got attacked for that also, actually. <laughs> I can never I win. I with you, I thought. Just turn, listen, listen, James, turn off the notifications. And <laughs> the notifications are off. Everything is off. 
I, I don't want to compare myself to Miley Cyrus, but she was on Joe Rogan and she was like, I'm telling you, it doesn't matter what you don't look at, what you're not trying to, f it comes to you. No matter what, it, it comes to you. The comments come, you just see them. I don't know, I don't look, I really, I don't, I don't look at Twitter, I don't look at anything. But it, somehow they just, they pop up. I don't know, it's very weird. Um, but you're right, shut the notifications off. Anyway, um, yeah, I think, what was the question again? <laughs> Hey, you know we're having a good time. James, I told you you should have grabbed a drink, man. But when you guys think about the journey you have in a reality show production and how much you really find out about yourself and probably discovering more about yourself throughout the production, is, is that true? And have you guys both been able to do that? Well, I... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, you go. You go. No, I was just going to say one thing that... One of the hardest parts about shooting the show and living our lives and our reality is like, it was very challenging to really be doing a job and then also having to talk through every single thing that we're doing and then also be, um, you know, having these, talking about things like again, confronting these issues that we're having within the business and with each other and it was because mm. sometimes it's like you go to work and you're planting and you're doing you know a, a job and you really just want to focus on that you just want to mm. focus on that job at hand but when you throw in the fact that we are doing a tv show and it's like wait a minute you were having an issue with mel the other day are you going to talk to her about it and then it's like oh god okay we got to do this too so it would that for me that was really challenging to be able to be working and doing like all the other parts that go along with that. With Which for me, that's the that's the fun part because I'd rather be shit talking on television than sitting <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh, we get to gossip about each other right now. Okay, cool. Oh, you're gonna make me plant this plant. Oh, okay. <laughs> I am so excited to bring you a quick word from our sponsors this week, Cosmic Green Candles. This Massachusetts-based company creates products that are for a better vibe and environmentally friendly. From the wood wicks to the soy wax they use, this brand thinks of it all. Cosmic Green Candles finds it so important to focus on the fact that these candles are just as safe and healthy as the regular air that we breathe in. When you purchase soy candles, you should know that you're contributing to the local economy, and while the whole world is focusing on better cleaners and better food, we have to start diving into the little treasures as well we use around the house or in any intimate area, such as placing candles in our home. Cosmic Green Candles supports reforestation and one tree planted as their commitment to sustainability. For every candle sold, Cosmic Green Candles will plant one tree, and they've already planted 551, so let's keep that number going up. Also, their candles' wood wicks create a crackling noise when you light them, which is a great reminder that you have a candle going with added minimal carbon buildup, debris, or any suiting. Even more, their candles have no herbicides or pesticides, contains no genetically modified materials, and is 100% biodegradable. That means any spills that may occur can be cleaned up with just soap and water. Now as you gear up for the holidays, why not stuff some of your loved ones' stockings with the best candles out there? Just head to CosmicGreenCandles.com and use our code CANDLESEASON20 for 20% off your total order value. That's 20% off your entire order with the code CANDLESEASON20 at CosmicGreenCandles.com. Just as much as I want you to become the best version of yourself listening to our show, Cosmic Green Candles wants you to be able to burn longer and breathe better. Let's get back to our episode, and I won't be mad if you're buying a new candle while listening.
Let's talk more about the plants then. <laughs> I love that because that's again why the two of you work. In addition to Mel, the two of you work out because here, you know, here Garrett is talking about how he loves the fact that he gets to do his live, and, you know, work on the plant setup and everything. And James is like, no, let's go talk about each other, and make it, make some TV happen. But when it comes to landscaping, I'm sure a lot of people listening and watching this right now don't, don't necessarily invest as much time and effort into their homes, let alone their backyards. Personally, I don't have a backyard. Okay, Garrett, I know you're in Brooklyn. You have a really gorgeous backyard. I'm in the city. I can't do that. A lot of us who are in the city can't, but anybody else who doesn't have a backyard or people who are just kind of discovering what it might mean to make up their homes and treat it really great and make it a sense of well-being for them. Where have you guys found the benefits either in yourselves or your clients when it comes to really like making up your home so that it's this beautiful place to, you know, wake up and go to sleep in? I mean, well, for me, my very first garden was a fire escape. So <laughs> you, can, you can really make a garden almost anywhere. And even Note taken. My, even inside my apartment, it's like I have, I probably have too many plants. Andrew gets mad at me every time I bring another plant home. But I mean, just having one or two plants, I feel like can change the total vibe of your apartment. And if you have a backyard space, which is, amazing for you but you know you don't have to concentrate on the full thing we always say like find, figure out like one small area to concentrate on first you know maybe it's just that patio off the back door and put a table put one large plant you don't have to go crazy with the landscaping you know it's like figure out what you want to do with the space is it dining is it lounging and focus on just one part of the space mm. but. james anything on that um, I mean, I, as far as things that I found is like an oasis, I mean, moving to LA, I have a yard now. I never had a yard and well, I, I lived with Mel actually, that yard that you see on, on TV is, was my yard at one point, but I didn't have one for almost four years after moving and it does change everything. It's like, I spend every minute out there. I make content out there and you know, this yard is gorgeous. Should be what? What'd you say? It's gorgeous in LA. Thank you. Yeah, it is. It's beautiful. I mean, it's like 80 degrees right now. It's amazing. So yeah, it changes your whole your whole outlook on, on life. Uh, but if you can't have a, an outdoor space, which not everyone can have, you know, green up the inside or, you know, become really close with someone that has a backyard. <laughs> yeah, no, and, and I think uh, Garrett and I are just going to have to leave New York and just come join you in Los Angeles, it sounds right. Amazing. Amazing. I'm debating it. I don't know what I'm going to do this winter, but I, if we have to go back into quarantine, I think I got to go. I gotta sh go yeah, at least for a little while, right? Like, how about us New Yorkers just come out and stay with you? We'll actually go camp out in your backyard, James. <laughs> I mean, hopefully we'll be filming our third season out here. Right. We haven't heard it yet, but that's the plan is that we'll be filming it all in LA, um, you know, and expanding the show here. Yeah. Perfect reason to go out there. Wait, so more in the backyard and the oasis component. I think that a lot of people don't consider enough times how important it might be to make your home another place of oasis or a sense of well-being for yourself when you do get off of work or a busy day of whatever you were doing. So when it comes to landscaping in general, whether it be outside if you have a backyard or inside if you don't, do you guys see the mental health and social benefits overall? And what would those be? 
totally. Um, well, yeah, I mean, you definitely, we just find now, with, especially with COVID, all of our clients are like, we never wanted to do anything with the ER. We didn't spend much time out here. Now we want to put in 50 grand or 100 grand to like make it amazing because who knows how long this is going to last and mm. we've got nowhere to go. So I think everyone is feeling that for sure. I think the value is really coming in now. People are really starting to understand that like, you know, you, you got to make a little outdoor restaurant in your own backyard. You've got to make an outdoor gym. You've got to make a, um, you know, a place to have your Zoom calls, all that stuff. And it's, um, it's imperative to like survival at this point. I mean, Seriously, I, mean, I, now I think it's going to be really hard for yeah yeah you're exactly right i think anybody who lives in a in a city is congested right any any form of like congested lifestyle whether you're in apartments or in just townhomes that are side by side it's it's tricky it certainly yeah. is garrett you were going to say too especially as a new yorker now well yeah now that people aren't really traveling anywhere people are looking to their yard as a place for their staycation spots so it's like how can they utilize every square inch square inch of their property so like James said, it's like the gym, it's the office, it's like yeah. it's to entertain. It's like, it's, this is, this is it basically. Yeah. Especially right now, because gosh, I can't tell you how many friends I have that are like, oh, I'm going to the backyard or I'm going on a walk. People are looking for the greenery and all this because sometimes the greenery means that they will then go to escape mentally to, to, to feel a little bit more at ease about everything. Cause when you're cooped up in walls, it just doesn't make enough sense. But the next question I want to ask you both is from an interior design, exterior design. And, and I could use all the terms under the book that I don't even know how to use at this point, but as people who are designers, where does one really begin if I wanted to do this on my own in terms of building uh, some form of landscape or what I call manscape uh, in an area of their home to then be that escape for them, especially during this time? Well, we started our business um, by, and this is one of the mottos, and this is what our new book is about, really. It's taking the inside out. So it's like your personal style your personal interior decor, maybe some items that you have. And if you have an outdoor space, bringing it out there. Even if your outdoor space is a fire escape, like Garrett said, take a small jute rug and bring it outside and throw a couple plants out there with some pillows and sit on the fire escape. You know, like it's small things like that that add so much value to your life. Um, and that's kind of how we started. I mean, you know, in, in our yard in Brooklyn, we, you know, we would bring houseplants outside and, and you know, bring out uh, pillows and, and, you know, out, outdoor sofas and, and create these oases outside. And then slowly we started to incorporate more landscaping and, you know, and then, so that's really how it started. But that's really our sort of philosophy is really taking it outside. Yeah. Um, become like a catchphrase of ours, like, yeah. let's take it outside. Or in Garrett's world, he took the outside inside, right? We're looking at, if, if you're, yeah. lis <laughs> if you're yeah. listening, you can't see this, but if you're watching the YouTube clip, you'll see that Garrett brought plants inside his house. And so is there another area of it where we could do the opposite maybe? Totally. I mean, oh. and, and, you know, another thing is like James is just saying is like when we first started our business, every spring in Mel's backyard, we basically would come up with a new theme for the backyard. And this is something that we're still doing to this day and we're writing about it in our book. It's like, 
you don't have to think, you don't even have to have a green thumb to be able to make an outdoor oasis. You can do, you can just think about your favorite place. Like one year, our favorite place was Tulum. We were all obsessed with Tulum. Mm. So we basically just hung up uh, a, a puka shell chandelier, painted a bunch of bamboo white, got some <sighs> little palm trees, got a white picnic table, and then just like burnt copal all around the backyard. And we were like, okay, I guess the theme is Tulum this year. So it's just, you know, just find something that you love and just try to translate that outside. Have you guys found too that, I mean, this is your life we're talking, right? I think the Backyard Envy with the two of you and Mel really originated from the fact that this was your job. This was your full-time lifestyle. And, and so people like me who don't do landscaping uh, as a full-time hobby, right? I would say hobby because it's turned into your career and lifestyle too, which is something we always emphasize on the show. But people who might be a little too busy, is there are there simple ways that they can kind of find ways to landscape and and to build something inside or outside of their homes like simple ways to do so i mean adding an herb wall inside of your home is a super easy thing to do you know like put up two or three shelves and get some uh rosemary basil mint um sage and just have have an herb wall that you can use to make cocktails or you know um, anything like that, or if you really love green, you know, hang like pothos plants in your kitchen or in your bathroom and, you know, start to like incorporate it that way. That's a great tip for the interior. Um, if you have an outdoor space and it's all maybe concrete or something like that, throw some outdoor rugs outside and then slowly, um, you know, do container gardening, like bring out, you know, different sizes of pots. You can get them in cheap places like Home Goods or Target, everybody has outdoor stuff now. Um, and, you know, start there. Home Depot, even have Home Depot and Lowe's uh, mm. have all that kind of stuff. And just, you know, slowly start there and start to, start to find your comfortability with it. And then as you get more comfortable, slowly start to advance your hobby a little bit more. Or sometimes for zero dollars, if you've got like a weed jungle outside your door, just go outside and edit. That's a, that's a big thing we tell everyone to do is just go out there, start chopping away, getting rid of all those weeds. And by the time you're done, you're going to be like, wow, this is actually much better than where I started. There might be more of us that become landscapers out of this conversation than I thought, because it sounds simple. And, and But people don't think about it enough. And I think, especially right now, we're starting to understand that it is becoming more important to focus on your mental health and to focus on the serenity in your personal life aside from work, should your work not be your lifestyle, for instance. And that's something that we found with the two of you. I would almost assume that your guys' favorite colors are green, even though James is wearing black and Garrett's wearing blue. Uh, What would you... (laughs) All of us... (laughs) <laughs> my my final standing question for the both of you has a lot to do with influence and we touched on this at the top of the interview but when you think about the positive and everything that you get to do day in and day out with the reality show and without you know there's a sense of positivity here with the fact that both of you not only turned your hobbies and interests into a career but more importantly you're getting to do it on a huge broader scale now with the bravo uh, backyard envy and then your social accounts and everything that's to come with that so we'll start with you garrett when you think of the positive influence you do want to leave with fans followers and viewers of everything that you're getting to do right now what is that 
Um, I think one of the most positive things that I want to leave with viewers is that, you know, being gay on TV and being a landscaper, which is a predominantly straight male dominated field of work, I just feel like when I was younger, I didn't have someone to look at that was gay and wasn't like the stereotypical gay on TV. So to be able to have, to be able to be that person on TV for a younger generation to look at, I hope is inspiring for people because it, I just want people to see that you don't have to, you know, fit into this niche of what gay is. You know, you can be a landscaper, you can be so many other things. Because one thing with TV is like, for whatever reason, I think not as much at the time, I feel like it's starting to broaden more now, but like, especially just in the recent past years, it's like, if you're gay on TV, it's very much you have to be a certain way. So for me, I think that's something really important that I think is hopefully being passed on to someone else. I mean, we're still designers, so. <laughs> we're still designers, but I mean. We're still designers. <laughs> it's still a pretty gay career. Um, <laughs> Let's but oh, you know, you, you with your pruners and uh, oh, shut up! Okay, it's I'm I'm kidding. My answer <laughs> is it. I mean, I feel the same way. It's 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 important. Um, but yeah, yeah. What? So especially for <laughs> you guys, could go back and forth all day. I could tell, right? I kind of just want to watch the two of you have a conversation. <laughs> Where you, I mean, that's in, in, especially in today's world that we're living in, where it should be accepted that you are who you are and you get to do what you get to do. And that's some reason exactly why my producers and I really wanted to bring the both of you onto this, uh, to the show, because we don't see a lot of that still today. And with the two of you and Mel, we were able to see exactly on Backyard Envy, you guys just doing what you love being who you are, bringing those relationships into the show, and then authentically presenting that to the world. Uh, so I'd be, you know, I, I'd be deaf not to say you are today's men of the hour, the first ever double interview we've done, and, and which, which, <laughs> which made sense for the title, men of the hour. Usually it's one guy and it's man of the hour, but you two are the men of the hour, and we thank you so much for coming on to the show, giving us a little bit more of an insight into exactly not only what's been going on in your worlds and, and the show, because that's kind of launched your guys' careers to the very next level, but the two of you more as people, right? Because more importantly, you guys are, are humans first. Right, right. Even if we're bi-coastal at this point, we look forward to season three, to your point, James, of hopefully filming Backyard Envy in Los Angeles. But to the both of you, thank you so much again. Garrett, I'll call you soon and we'll do a toast in person in the backyard. Take that plant right behind you and we'll, we'll put it in the outside and then James will see you when we come to Los Angeles. But thank you so much to the both of you for coming onto the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. So fun. Justin Crawford here, and I'll be back next week with another great guest on the Men of the Hour podcast. In the meantime, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review right here and anywhere else you'd like to listen. Also, check out our Instagram and YouTube channels when you get a chance and see the full video interviews with our guests at Men of the Hour podcast. Thanks for listening. Now get out there and make a positive change for yourself and those around you.